0: Good morning, folks. It's time for Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show about the crucial political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and the nation at large. Join us for a stimulating, thought-provoking discussion. You'll get the facts as we focus on the challenges facing everyone.
1: Good morning, folks. Welcome to Democratic Perspective. Steve Williamson here. Um, Karen uh, McClellan and uh, and Stephen uh, Hanks are, are both in uh, uh, Phoenix. I think doing separate things, but they're in Phoenix this weekend. So you just got me on uh, on the radio. Uh, we've been going. We've been going uh, sort of unconventionally. Um, about and Well, I'll talk about that in a minute. I think the best thing for me to do is start with the, the DOOR annual uh, meeting. And, of course, an annual meeting, you only have one of them a year. If you had two annual meetings a year, it's, it's just a logical contradiction. So DOOR's 2023 annual meeting, let's celebrate all our hard work and our wins. The Democrats did far better than the predictions this year. They won, uh, four or five major, uh, state, uh, jobs, including, uh, governorship. Uh, we've interviewed most of, most of those people that, uh, that did win. We, some of them we were not able to get on the show. But, um, the, the year started out with the, with these, um, predictions of democratic disaster and whether it was the abortion issue or people beginning to get very uncomfortable with the kinds of uh, radically uh, destructive uh, right-wing stuff, whether they just got, people began to worry that, you know, if you have an election and there is possibility always that there'll be some distortion or even a, 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 a bad election but once you decide that elections sort of don't matter or they're all false despite any evidence once you start down that road it's it's a very easy road to to being manipulated for a dictatorship but the door 2020 annual meeting is on January fifteenth. That's a Sunday, from five to seven p.m. at Saint Andrew's Church in West Sedona. Um, uh, it's a really nice space to have a meeting. Uh, Door only only does it once a year. Um, the address is one hundred Arroyo Pinion Drive in West Sedona, um, and it's a hearty potluck dinner. So, let's see. We have so much to celebrate thanks to the hard work of so many of our members. Enjoy the camaraderie of your fellow Democrats. Listen to inspiring speakers and share hearty homemade dishes. So food is very good. And if you go on the DOOR website, it, if you want to donate food, if you want to bring food, it has the the email address of the person to send send it to. So there's a the hearty main dish. These are delicious. Some, some great lasagna in the past and other things. Um, side dishes, a celebratory dessert. Now, I don't know what a celebratory dessert is, but I think that means whipped cream on top of something. Um, beverages will be provided. Um, you can blame, bring balloons and any kind of festive stuff you want. Um, they'd love to have that. Um, They do want me to announce that uh, there's no door breakfast. Obviously, in January is over, but there's no uh, door breakfast in uh, January. So the date is January 15th. The time is 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. The place is St. Andrew's Church, Kind of a meeting hall right next to the to the main church at 100 Arroyo Pinion Drive in West Sedona, so that's the annual door meeting. So what happened this year? Well, it it <clears throat> we've had I, I think some pretty good predictors on here. Uh, Dan um, Single is really pretty accurate. He Predicted it pretty well. He was one short of um, uh, Democratic Senate pickups, and he was um, a little too optimistic in the House. But the House difference is very small. And so, what you see when you see them, the far right members, and now, unfortunately, Sedona's uh, district. Almost is entirely in Yavapai, believe absolutely entirely, but it's certainly 99% of it. um, uh, Elected Eli Crane, who is a right wing extremist, Um, and he was part of that crew that held up the uh, election and um, for uh, Speaker of of the House. Speaker of the House is the third highest official in the United States so that you you it doesn't it doesn't. And then it goes to the Senate, but it goes to the House first. That represents um, really um, uh, American government's idea that that that's the most democratic institution. It's an institution now so caught up in webs of of. tradition and and um, counterproductivity uh, in terms of uh so. so the prediction was was for democrats to get slammed utterly slammed and we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks um it didn't happen it may have not happened in part because of the abortion issue I haven't seen yet really clear statistics about what actually affected it. I mean, I could say this or that was the main cause, and that's my intuition. Is that is that uh, the um, the right wing Supreme Court's decision uh, uh, um, uh, uh, against abortion set off a really uh, uh, a really strong uh, reaction among uh, American women, particularly younger women. I think one of the things that, that people have to understand is that a lot of American women are feel very strongly about the rights to control their bodies. And even when they stop having uh, being in childbearing age, they still care about it. <clears throat> they still identify with younger women who are in that situation. And it looks like they really turned out in in in, in large numbers. The other thing is the, is the fear of 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 right wing extremism. This is something that we've talked about often, but as often as we talk about it, doesn't mean that the problem goes away. Because if you have People who don't believe in American election, then what happens see if you if you don't solve things with an election or if you don't solve things with a discussion, say interpersonally here you're, you're talking to people if you don't work things out in discussion, then something it gets it gets escalated. And that's what happens with election. If you decide that the elections are phony, particularly if you decide it. Once you decide the elections are phony without any evidence, then you're down the rabbit hole. Then you're then you're then you're headed for 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 uh, political doomsville, because if you believe the elections are fraudulent and you don't have any evidence for it. And um as you can see, the courts throughout all the all the protest, um Republican candidate for governor, they said, Oh no, wait <laughs> you know, I mean I think the judge I, I don't I, I don't have Karen here to double check me, but I think the judge more or less said like you don't have any evidence, you know, you're just you know, you're speculating. But you can speculate about anything. I speculate this was a wrong election, but it, 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 without um without evidence um, you can't really function, and there's different kinds of evidence you know so it, you know in terms of elections, you're always going to have some people who worked in the in elections uh that will say anything. Um, you know, I worked in the election bureau just once, um, and uh, back in those days, there wasn't so much partisanship. But every single thing we did, there was a Republican and a Democrat signing off on every single thing through all the stages of, 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 of collecting uh, ballots electronically and physically, and shipping them. And there was all everything was all sealed, and so there's this incredible backup to prevent problem. Um, but if I, I – I, one time I was listening to a, a young fellow talking about how the elections were so corrupt, and I, I said to him, you know, why don't you go work, you know, in the elections or volunteer? I mean, if you, if you put your butt in there and you look around, unless you're really, really one of those people who are, are tremendously biased and can only see uh, what you want to see – you're going to be reassured because of all these uh, fail-safe procedures to make sure that the election um, is honest. Um, so the Democrats did not do as badly as everyone said. What's going to happen now? You saw that huge, silly fight in... Um, in Congress embarrassing the, the Republicans embarrassing themselves with, with the extremists in the party um, that appears to be over and they finally gave in and uh, McCarthy promised them a whole lot of stuff we don't know the full extent of it some of it was public and some of it was not public uh, he promised them a whole lot of compromises the kind of compromises that he probably promise them and visibly promise them are compromises that will lead to a kind of stalemate in 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 the House of Representatives um, it, it, the house is pretty dysfunctional to start with um, compared to most legislatures in the world which are sort of party based. Um, and, and this will certainly make things, uh, much worse. So we're going to have a house that's going to get into really, really nasty fights. We're going to go through the whole debt ceiling business, um, Decades and decades ago, I believe it was in the 1920s. Don't hold me to that. um, The Congress decided on a debt ceiling um, for, um, uh, for the government spending. Okay. They had no idea of the level of partisanship. And I don't think anybody knew how much leverage you could get. So what happens is that particularly the more extreme members of the Republican Party are going to close down everything. And if you remember back in the early uh, Obama days, Obama gets elected, he barely gets going, and uh, there's a tidal wave of of Republicans. The kind of thing that didn't happen this time happened to Obama back in the early part of his election. So Obama um was trapped into to this uh, situation what what i'd say is that um without a lot of work it's really hard to get these things done and so what'll happen now is there's going to be a huge fight over the debt ceiling the debt ceiling is a very, very silly thing that's in the government. The government's not perfect and one of the things is debt ceiling Debt ceiling basically uh, to make it as probably a little bit oversimplified is that you can't spend the money that you've already allocated, all right? So Congress gets together, uh, both houses, they vote to spend this amount of money, whether it's on military and everything put together, right? And then what happens is um, they come along and say, well, we're going to have a debt ceiling that's less than the amount of money that we have legally allocated, That's what the debt ceiling is. It's a a limitation on spending that's already been approved by both houses and by both political parties. And it's the use of that particular technique that can cause so much mischief. And the government can shut down. It cannot pay its debts. Uh, we almost had a disaster in the uh, Obama administration. Um, the Republicans then wanted to to set Obama back. Um, uh, Obama came into office with a lot of popularity. And then in order to get uh, medical care for American people, in order to expand the medical care, He had to have a long, nasty political fight that lasted, I think, over a year. Not only between uh, Republicans and Democrats, but also among Democrats. And people said, "Well, that's how you see. That's how the sausage is made." But American people saw an awful lot of sausage being made, and they didn't look at what was the end product. Part of that is probably a failure of the administration, a technical failure of the administration to be able to explain what they were doing with Obamacare. They weren't able to get across what it was. Well, once it was passed, you notice there have been these campaigns by Republicans, every single legislature over and over again trying to abolish Obamacare. They've never been able to do it because Obamacare is actually popular. It's actually helped a lot of people. It's not perfect in that the, the amount of money that you pay into it is is fairly large to get medical coverage. But a medical um, uh, uh, charges in the United States are extremely high, Um you know, it's $1,200 to have uh, an EKG or something like that, depending on where you are. And it varies tremendously from hospital to hospital. So uh, American medical care is extremely expensive. And so the, the the amount of money that you have to pay to have your medical care under Obamacare is is still fairly high, it's several hundred dollars a month. Um, but, you know, I had friends who were paying seven, eight hundred dollars a month for uh, the, uh, medical care out of uh, uh, California. So medical care is one of the big expenses in the United States. I think what's happened with, with Obamacare is that the number of people... Um, going into debt, a number of people um, losing their houses or whatever because of medical bills. And medical bills, even with with Obamacare, are still, I believe, and they certainly were before Obamacare, are the highest uh, cause of bankruptcy. No place in the world, nobody, look, folks, zero people go bankrupt in Germany because of medical care. It just does not happen, and all over Europe, same thing. There are, are some countries where it does happen, in the, particularly in Eastern Europe, but the rest of the Western Europe, nobody goes bankrupt, nobody loses their house, nobody loses, loses this or that because, of the, because they can't pay their medical bills. It doesn't happen. The medical bills are either low or they're covered by uh, uh, by insurance. Um, and that's what Obamacare did. Was it just it gathered all all the people who wanted medical coverage, but didn't want to pay for it one on one? See, the the whole thing about Social Security and and medical care, and also Obamacare, is that you're buying insurance. Insurance, insurer protects you. Um, and and the reason for that is, you know, you might spend your whole life and never spend a, a dollar going to the hospital. I know when I was growing up, there's some of these, these uh, we used to call them old boys out in the countryside. They'd never go to the doctor no matter what, and they'd die with their boots on. And they literally, you know, would not go to doctors. Um, or they would show up at the doctor's office and, and pay with a chicken or something like that. Really happened in the old days. Um what happened is, is that gradually with Social Security, particularly with Medicare, Social Security means that there's an income. Is again, it's insurance. It means that there's an income level that you won't fall b- below. In other words... The people of the United States or their government of the United States have decided that there's a there's a bottom line that you won't go through. Right. Yeah. And that and that's and that it's it's a very low bottom line, but at least it's there. And so once you get 65 and people are 66 or 67, as ages are going up, um, then suddenly you, you now have income for the rest of your life. Um, and 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 it protects you from the worst. It doesn't it doesn't mean you're going to have a high standard of living, but it protects you from the worst. The same way with the medical care, it protects you uh, medically. Pay it pays for your medical um, care. So we're in a situation <clears throat> that if you look back, it looks sort of like. When Obama was uh, put in uh, in um, Obamacare, um, except that the Republicans didn't pick up. I think they picked up, you know, like forty seats back then. This time they picked up, you know, five seats or something. So they didn't do that well in the conference. What you're going to see is a very small majority of republicans passing extreme legislation right that's what you're going to see now and even though they're, they they don't have the numbers uh, they're going the legislation because of that the way that interlocks the way you, you see the, the far right the freedom caucus you can see how much leverage they have and that's what's going to be causing the, the it's going to be exacerbating the situation. And I think that the thing that really sort of bother me if I was a, um, a regular conservative Republican representative is that my power and ability to represent my constituents is being reduced in order to play favors with the Freedom Caucus in other words i have less say so they have more say or they have more say so i have less say in what's happening and i think that that's what we're going to see so the election went well for democrats we it's going to be 2 years so for example in, in given that uh, that uh, there's going to be very little legislation passed both houses because the Senate is Democratic and the House is Republican. So we're going into a period of a couple of years where not much is going to happen, except Republicans are kind of trying to disrail the government. And so their campaign is, is like they win after Obama and, and we have the quotes where they don't care about this or that. They're only trying to defeat him. They're going to do the same thing with Biden. There isn't legisla- they can't get their extreme legislation through, um, with the exception of, of of funding, and that's that's the real issue. They can't get the legislation through, and they want to do something. So what are they going to do? Well, it's going to be a matter of of causing trouble, and um, we all went through the Benghazi. Uh, series, I think what they ended up with millions and millions of dollars. My memory is not very good these days, but 20 million bucks. And they went through like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten investigations. And they, of course, didn't find anything. But that didn't matter. I think the, the, the Republican pattern is to do an investigation, throw a lot of mud, and then... And then, let it drop because there isn 't anything there. I mean, nobody gets prosecuted. Nobody was ever prosecuted in the Obama administration. All the people in in, in the trump administration prosecuted, pushed out of office, and so forth and so on didn 't happen in the Obama administration because um, the, the basically the criminality wasn 't there um, there were there were issues. Uh, for example, the people, the guys who made the decisions, uh, which wasn't, of course, Hillary Clinton. You don't have the Secretary of State. She's not deciding what the security and obscure, it's not even an embassy, council it is, in, in some countries. She's not going over and saying, well, do you have enough um, what you have is 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 a situation where the people who made the decision were basically exonerated, or rather, let's put it this way: they weren't convicted of anything, they weren't um, penalized for anything. They may have been criticized for their decisions, right? Um, but but they weren't. In any way, punished, and the reason they weren't punished was because there was no basis to punish the the people who actually made the decision. So they had planes on the way, um, jet fighters. In the situation uh, that we saw, were more or less worthless if there weren't large numbers of of, uh, of uh, terrorist guys or or Benghazi and. Nationalists, whatever you want to call them, there in, in 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 for the tap for the city, um, on the way there. In other words, if the action's already taken place, then what are you going to even do with these jets? And that's why they were called back, and that's why the people who called them back never got punished. Um, and so the whole Obama administration, we got one phony investigation after another, and. That's what we're headed into. So we're headed into debt crisis and creation deliberately of things that are going to, going to frustrate American people. And it's going to be deliberate. That's one thing that's going to happen because the house has a lot of leverage over spending. So that's where the attack's going to be is mostly on spending. So there's going to be the attack on spending, and then there are going to be the investigations. And truthfully, if you look at those uh, uh, investigations, and we looked at them carefully on the show, like uh, I cylinder uh, uh, investigation, nothing there. Where's the beef? There's no nothing there. Cylinder was about uh, producing... Um, um, Products to particularly to reduce, to produce energy from solar solar energy, and um, the only thing that happened was that the Chinese got cylinder looked like it might work, and the Chinese dumped a bunch of their stuff cheaply on the market and sort of did them in, and uh, then cylinder gets sort of punished for the next few years for because this happened. Um, so, phony, um, phony investigations, debt ceiling crises that don't have to happen. This can be solved by negotiations. Democrats are going to have to negotiate with Republicans about spending. That's the one result of this election. They're going to have to cut spending to programs that they care about. It's going to be extremely painful for them. So that has to happen. But what doesn't have to happen is the sort of grandstanding um, forcing the United States to default on its, its, its loans and stuff. But if you noticed, the extreme Republican group, the Freedom Caucus, they don't care whether what they're doing is messing up Congress or not. They don't care about that. They don't care whether it's sort of fair. They only care whether it works. And you're going to see that same attitude in Congress when it, it opens up. Now, none of the bad legislation, practically, except on the area of budget, is going to go through because it can't go through the Senate. On the other hand, if the Senate needs to do something, um, there's going to... Just that's not probably gonna happen either. What I'm optimistic about is, is things like the Ukraine, where it looks to me like both Republicans I know Republicans have been making noises about not supporting the Ukraine. Like they're gonna let Russia just roll over the Ukraine? They're not gonna give them the weapons they need? Well, I don't think they, I don't think they can run with that. I think they might be able to talk about it among themselves and talk about it to the political press that reports it, but I don't think they're ever going to be able to carry that through. I mean, stop the support of the Ukraine. What happens if they, if they cut the Ukraine's uh, military budget and the Ukraine's uh, army begins to collapse? I mean, mm-hmm. The political price for that, folks, is is is, is going to be. And so, are, there are things that are going to happen. And I think, for example, the Ukraine is one. There may be some things in in terms of um, um, climate change issues and stuff that um, that that will get passed. The problem is that that the, the Republican Party is so. Inundated, so controlled by conspiracy theorists now that um, it, 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 there are. So <clears throat> you have basically the United Nations. I'm going to give the numbers and stuff. The United Nations um, has a meeting, countries get together, voluntarily agree to meet some. Um, Level of reduction of um, greenhouse gases, right? And you you get a hold with QAnon that gets turned into some sort of conspiracy to get rid of uh, of uh, uh, golf courses and. It is interesting that that golf courses are kind of controversial in an area like Arizona. I mean, they take so much water. Um, I don't have any opinion on them. People people need to be able to recreate, and there's always going to be some damage um, when we recreate. Um, You don't have to have ATVs just roaring around the forest and ripping things apart. I've been out there, and I've seen the damage that the ATVs are doing. To um, the area around Sedona, but you know you have to let people get out in the forest, and even walking down a, a forest trail, you bring a, a the smell of a, a human being, the presence of a human being in an area that, if you didn't do that, would be in, would be entirely wild. So there's always some uh, some negative side to people being able to recreate. But you can't go to the absolute extreme, or or you end up telling people they can't go out in the forest, they can't hike here, yeah, so forth and so on. Obviously, there are some areas they shouldn't hike um, or or go in. So it, the thing is to get not so much a compromise, really, but but to to uh, take the middle way. To um, take the middle way with 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 environmental uh, legislation, um, so we have this, the Democrats control the Senate pretty solidly now, more solidly than they did before, um, mainly because they have the Vice President, if you know, uh, as as a kind of backup for a lot of situations. Um, when we when we look at the um, when we look at what's going on, we have to think about the dysfunctionality of the American government continuing on and on um, it it's It's become really counterproductive in a lot of ways um, Everything has been made so hard to do that it's uh, that, uh, that things don't happen that should um, and And those are issues that are coming up. So we went through a year um, and in Arizona, it was one of the states that did well that the Democrats did well, and we had a program explaining some detail about it. and we're now looking forward. At a year, so so I would say to Democrats and Republicans, get ready for a lot of conflict. And Unfortunately, a lot of conflict that doesn't make sense. But when somebody starts a fight, when somebody decides to have a, a debt ceiling and uh, and force the government to spend less money than it's allocated, um, you're going to end up with a um, with with a fight. Um, Locally, um, the the election went well. Um, we had a woman who was fun- funded to the tune of a hundred thousand uh, dollars plus. I don't I didn't see the latest figures, and she lost. And the normal the normal uh, memorial contributions are closer to ten thousand than a hundred thousand dollars but the far right again and they they've done it every time um it's this it's the tea party people with uh new hats on they changed their hats they've now got a magma hat on it's it's red and but they're doing the same thing that they did way back in the, in the early tea party days and um what we what we got um in we don't really know too much about the details of the national politics of the candidates, except for ex, except for uh, Samer, who's all over the most extreme media in the country, uh, denouncing Democrats and Liberals and in uh, uh, very ferocious terms. Um, we don't really know, but at least at least in this election, the adults. Have, have won. Uh, we a lot, have a lot of brilliant and interesting people on the council. Um, and we have a lot of new faces. Sedona is in a weird situation. And I don't know that anyone really honestly says it, but the, basically, Sedona has a lot of money, right? I was arguing with a, a fellow about the buying the uh, culture park. I said to him, I said in a whole lot of situations in cities, I would be totally opposed to buying the culture park for twenty million dollars. But Sedona has the money, right? Sedona can borrow the money at low interest rate. Its problem is that is that it it is successful. It does have all all the funds to do things with, and. The the thing is to have the guts to spend the money while you have the money before things get more expensive. And so when we look at things like the culture park, you need a council that has the guts to buy the culture park for $20 million. The city has the money. That is the last large piece of property available in the Sedona city limits. It's a beautiful piece of property. It needs a lot of work. Um, and you see a lot of, uh, you know, um, s- s- sort of phony stuff. And I mean, if you look at the newspaper, the newspaper talking about um, the city council bought the defunct Culture Park, and they say that two or three times in the beginning of their editorial. But the this, this city, if you look at it carefully, didn't actually buy the, the Culture Park at all. Culture Park has been dead for 20 years. They don't even want the stuff that the culture park was about. That's just sort of additional stuff. Um, what happened is just that they um, they bought the land on which the culture park was sitting 20 years ago. See the difference between uh, when when the, when you see the newspaper saying they bought the culture park. A defunct culture park. They didn't buy the defunct culture park. The defunct culture park hasn't existed in a long time. They bought the 20 acres of land, the last large piece of land in the Sedona city limits. That's what they bought. So I, the thing that concerns me, and it's not just uh, Sedona's newspaper, but everywhere we get everything sort of skewed. And sometimes it seems nonpolitical. Um they're talking about the lack of, of doctors as being a denial of services. Uh, but denial of services is, a, is, a, is an electronic attack on a particular, say, web page, uh, an attack on it that overwhelms the server and sort of shuts it down. That's, that's what a denial of service is. Uh, denial of service has another meaning, which is that, you know, if, if, say, a black person walks into the, and wants to have a wedding cake, and, and they say, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to make it for you. It's a denial of services. Not having enough doctors is not a denial of services. It's a lack of services. So, my concern is that, is that inadequate language to the situation. It's not that there's a lack of doctors. The truth is we don't really know. Um I, I I think we really have to investigate what the situation with 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 medical doctors in Verde Valley is. Certainly a lot of them have retired recently or left, right? But we've also got two new doctors here at least, and maybe more. So it's hard to know exactly what's happened. Certainly there's a shortage. When people have to hunt around for a a primary care doctor, uh, it's a problem. And it's a mystery that an area as wealthy as Sedona and as successful as the Verde Valley, I mean, frankly, folks, Sedona is a wealthy, successful town. It has the problems of success that's the problem it has but but the Verde Valley is 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 with all the poverty in the lower Verde Valley is also extremely successful in doing well and growing um, so we're in a situation where we're what we're actually in a good situation I guess is the simple way to put it uh is in a great situation economically it's in a good situation otherwise um what you don't want to do is not take an opportunity when you get it. so I guess that would be sums up you know just as if you if you're an entrepreneur, you have to take chances. you have to see that you can build something and it'll work. Same way the, the city council has to see that they can uh, invest in in property that that is very expensive when it's available. It's it's a shame they didn't buy it. I mean, it's, and the editorial in the newspaper was silly. I mean, oh, if, they bu- if they had bought it ten years ago, it'd have been a lot cheaper. Yeah, well, it would have been. So, uh, what you have to do in 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 city government even is to look for what's available and and take a chance on it if it looks that good and this looks like a win situation um, We have to look now um, at at what's uh, what's going on in the government this year We have a whole series of of interesting shows we have shows um um on um, the on the Ukraine, but also on a more broad looking at the Ukraine with Paul Linz early in uh, next month. We're having a show with uh, Juan Cole, who's been on many times uh, about the Middle East. Um, we're bringing in some shows on on the arts and uh, and other aspects. Um, um, because we because we have no election this year, so we have some space to do some different things, and we're going to bring in uh, um, some people who talk about spirituality and 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 uh, politics, something we don't normally do. Thank you for being with us, uh, Stephen Williamson here, vvid.org.
0: been listening to democratic perspective brought to you by the verde valley independent democrats a weekly talk show focusing on the political issues facing the verde valley sedona northern arizona and our nation at large catch us every monday morning after the 8 a.m news right here on am 780 KAZM. it's beautiful out there folks have a great day